Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Yeah. We pray for those every Monday, so please do that. And I, I have the privilege right now of bringing up Dave Wolf. So Dave Wolf, get, get, this guy, this guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a good word for us. He's been kind of a, a functional spiritual father for me from afar. I don't know him that well, but like I've gotten to watch him as he loves his wife so well and as he loves his kids so well. And he's just, you just listening like, to that? Yeah, I mean, are you? yeah, yeah. And oh, I just, okay. I've, I've been taking notes, and I haven't told you enough, but I really do appreciate Dave in my life, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear from him. So give it up one more time for Dave thank Wolf. Rob, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Also, the kids are going out with me, so let's do that. Let's do that. Off you go. It did dawn on me when I walked into the uh, auditorium this morning, it did dawn on me that I actually had the power to dismiss the adults if I wanted to. Uh, and and, and that, that was actually, a, that, was a, that was a pretty great image. I thought, here I am up front, only kids in the auditorium. I mean, that, that I, think I, can, I think I can do that. So, well, good morning, Ocean Hills. Uh, obviously, it, it is Father's Day. And, uh, you know, I did, I thought about Rob this morning a little bit as I was coming. You know, Father's Day for the first time with a, with a new child. That's, that's, an ama- that's an amazing day. That's, that's really an amazing day. Uh, but I'm really, I'm grateful to be with you. Um, my list of qualifications to be in front of you is, it's short, but it's compelling. Um, I'm, I'm a father, and I was available. <laughs> I was available. And uh, I, I certainly want to uh, take a shot at, at affirming the dads that are here today, and I'm going to do that with a quick story <clears throat> In the early days of Ocean Hills, and, and Jill and I have been part of this church family since day one. Early days, uh, we were sitting in our customary seats. We used to sit kind of over on the, the to my right here in this section. And um, about an hour into the service that we were attending, a college student who was working in the children's ministry came down the aisle and lightly tapped on my shoulder and quietly asked me if I knew where Peyton was uh, because she hadn't been signed into Sunday school that morning. I looked at Jill. She glared at me. (laughs) And I quickly realized that I had left her at home uh, (laughs) that morning. She was four. And uh, I mean, my first thought was, hey, I got four of the five there. I mean, I mean... That's 80%. I mean, in any athletic measurement, that is fantastic. Um, but uh, all, all turned out well. She, she's actually in attendance today, and uh, it, 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 uh, it turned out just, just fine. Um, I, 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 do, I know fathers in this church family whose, whose lives testify to the reality that Christ is reigning, that he's winning, 
I'm encouraged and inspired by the fathers in this community. But not just the fathers. The mothers, the grandparents, the newly marrieds, the singles, the high schoolers, the junior hires, and the children. Ironically, the, uh, the last time I spoke here at Ocean Hills, it was also on a Father's Day. I don't know, this must be my, this must be my thing, this must be my niche, my, my sweet spot. And I remember the conversation very, very clearly. John and Jono called me. They were driving somewhere and they had me on speakerphone. And you know, I mean, you know how it goes, right? Coach, it's Rev. Um, I'm, here, I'm, I'm, I'm here with Jono. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Um, hey, we're, we're wondering, would you be willing to speak on Father's Day? And uh, here's kind of what we're thinking. Rethink relationships. That's the, that's the topic. And my response was, great topic. Uh, I believe in that topic. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to give it a, love to give it a whirl. I'm in. About two weeks later, John circles back to me with this email. Coach, good morning. I'll never hear the end of this one, but I'm considering some scriptural changes for Father's Day as it falls into the rest of the series. Would you be willing to preach on lust? (laughs) No, I'm not not making this up. I know it sounds loaded, brother, but I think it could be a great message for men. And it falls neatly into the rest of the series. I have some sermons and resources you could listen to on the subject. Thoughts? Yeah, I got some thoughts for you. So this time, this time, similar conversation, but this time, experience. Savvy. Rev? I want you to put it in writing that you will not circle back to me with a change of topic email. And so here, here we are today. Um, we're actually, uh, we're starting a new uh, sermon series and you've got the, uh, the title of that up on the, up on the screen today. It's entitled Letting Others In. And at its core, uh, today's conversation is a conversation about friendship. If we go a layer deeper, we may consider that this is a sermon series about knowing others and being known, really being known. Some of the men in the room have already thought, is it it too late to circle back to lust? Uh, Can we, can we, we we still have time. Uh, We can, we can go back there. Um, So I'd like to challenge the men, but not only the men. Uh, during the course of these next few moments to take a personal friendship inventory. I'm going to throw some thoughts and some questions at you, and, and you can put them through your own personal filter. Before uh, I really dig in, I want to give a shout out to a couple buddies of mine, uh, one of whom uh, I know is in attendance, the other I'm not sure. I'm, I'm uh, looking around the audience. Ryan Curtis and Johan Frizzell. Um, We meet together every Wednesday morning at the Daily Grind, and uh, they've played a big part in just helping shape uh, my thoughts and and this conversation this morning. We were having coffee earlier this week, and 
RC kind of stopped right in the middle of the conversation and he kind of pointed a finger at me and he was like, you know, I want to hear what you think. I, I don't want to know what you think you're supposed to say. Tell me what you think. And I was like, why are you yelling at me? Um, I, I didn't say that. Uh, but, but he was, you know, he was pretty, pretty direct and pretty intense. And, uh, and I thought, you know what? You're right. This needs to be me, what I'm experiencing, uh, what I am uh, thinking about, uh, what, the, uh, what the Lord is, is, is doing in my life, and, and so that's exactly what you're going to get. Um, we're going to begin this conversation with a quote, and I think uh, Jeff's got it uh, here up on the screen. What if there was a place so safe that the worst of me could be known, and I would discover that I would not be loved less, but loved more in the telling of it. A place so safe that the worst of me could be known, and I would discover that I would not be loved less, but loved more in the telling of it. And really the gist of what I wanna share with you this morning revolves around two questions. Question number one is, is there such a place? Is there such a place? And then the second question is, are you such a person? Two questions, two points. Someone who's gone to seminary, you get three points, maybe four. You get a college coach, you get two points. Uh, you'll be eating Father's Day brunch before you know it. So first question, is there such a place? And I'm here to declare this morning that there is such a place. And that place is in friendship with the Father. And it somehow seems apropos that on Father's Day, we would consider the Father and his unfathomable, unfathomable capacity to know us, to know us, to know us. So friendship with the Father, what does it look like? Is it prayer? reading scripture? Is it a quiet time? Is it the way that you start your day? Is it the way that you end your day? Is it music, poetry, hiking, surfing? Is it all of the above? Is it none of the above? What does it look like? I think it looks like you. Who are you? How were you created? How are you wired? What moves you? What are the things that you love deeply, but you can't necessarily explain why? I'm a creature of habit. Uh, this uh, part of me, this part of my personality has served me very, very well, professionally and personally and even spiritually. It's also done great damage to me. Habits can do that. This old Indian fable illustrates the different directions that habits can go. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves, no pun intended. Um, one is evil. He has anger, sorrow, regret, greed, 
arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And the same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. I have fed my friendship with the father through prayer and it's become an ingrained habit within me and here's what I've learned. I've learned that it's absolutely cathartic to express to your creator exactly who you are. No masks, no smoke screens, no posing, no hiding. If transparency and vulnerability are difficult for you, well, you're not alone. You may feel alone, but you're not alone. In fact, you are currently sitting between two people who are not especially fond of the practice. But this is the right place to start. I've learned that when you craft a friendship with the Father, he fits the pieces of life together. That's not to say that you would have chosen the same pieces that he did or arranged them in the way that he did. But it is to say that there is a deep and abiding sense that someone is awake and alert and paying attention to who you really are. And lastly, over time, I've experienced the amazing, soul-saving, life-altering truth that we are all broken people living in a broken world, but he's not broken, and he can handle our stuff. I love the way the message translates the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, and you have this uh, verse in your program. Are you tired, worn out? burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Uh, when I read those verses, it feels like a deep, slow breath. <sighs> Second question that we're going to wrestle with is, are you such a person? And let's consider it within the context of Ocean Hills and this community. And I'll go out on my own limb here, but I think I could probably recruit some consensus within this room. I would consider Ocean Hills to be a very friendly church, without a doubt. But is it a place, is it a church, is it a community where you can experience authentic friendship? Can friendship happen here? 
Does it simply happen? Does it require intentionality? When John and I initially got together uh, to have a conversation about today, we were considering the title Becoming a Safe Friend. Um, that was the, the title that we were considering. And this isn't going to th sound theologically very sophisticated, but I immediately thought of C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and a conversation that took place between Lucy and Mr. Beaver. And in this conversation, Lucy, she was trying to get a sense of what Aslan was like. What is he like, the lion, the Christ figure of the story? What is he like? And ultimately, this is the question that she asked Mr. Beaver. Is he safe? Mr. Beaver replies, of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. So let's do this. We're going to circle back to the original quote, but we're going to tweak it just a little bit, and we're going to look at it from a slightly different perspective. So instead of a place so safe, what if there was a person so good that the worst of me could be known, and I would discover that I would not be loved less, but loved more in the telling of it? Are you such a person? As I did my own friendship inventory, I've already done my inventory, you're doing yours now, hopefully. Um, I have to be honest in saying that some, if not all, of my high-impact friendship experiences, they didn't exactly feel safe at the time. But that doesn't mean that they weren't good. I was a 20-year-old sophomore in college. My athletic career had gotten off to a very, very good start. I was uh, starting to uh, think thoughts relative to post-college and, you know, could I possibly be a professional player? And I was training at a really, really uh, prodigious level, and um, I was in a really, really good place athletically. And I was also very, very fortunate to have a coach in college who I just idolized. I wanted to be him. He had had a great pro playing career. He had become a very, very good friend of mine. And so between my sophomore and junior year during the summer, I got a phone call from him. And he said, hey, do you have time for a quick chat? And oh, I was, oh, I was excited about this conversation. And I imagined all the things that I was going to hear from Coach Hall. You're doing so well. You're a critical part of the team. You need to raise your level even higher in order for us to be successful next fall. And uh, I sat down at his kitchen table, and that's not the conversation that we had that day. He told me that I was arrogant, condescending, a terrible teammate. I had no idea how to treat other people. And within 90 seconds, I was weeping, completely undone 
by a conversation that I never saw coming. I never saw it coming. But he was right. Every single thing he pointed out in me that day was absolutely true. And when I went back for my junior year, I was a different person. And uh, I flew back to Chicago 30 years later, and I told Brett that that five-minute conversation completely changed the course of my life. So when I read Proverbs 27.6, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I buy that stuff. And Proverbs has a lot of things to say about what good friends look like. Now, let's be clear. I don't want you to be building a mental list of all the people that you feel like you need to go confront now. Um, that's, that's, not, that's not the message today. But I do think the point is there can be some risk in this endeavor. And, and, and I think that that's part of it. And in a gathering of this size, there can be a lot of iterations of friendship. You could be sitting here today saying to yourself, I'm, I'm friendless this morning. I'm alone. You may be here today saying, yeah, I've got some friends, um, but we're really not going anywhere. I've got some things I'd like to share, but I'm not sure if these are the people or this is the place that I can do that with. You may be here this morning and you are feeling exceedingly grateful right now because you've got people who are pouring into your life and you are pouring into theirs and you are experiencing the richness of good friendship. And you may be here today and you're open and you're open to entering into friendship with the Father and with each other. You want both and you can have both. You can have both. Well, in the, in the spirit of Captain Obvious, uh, there, is, there is no formula for this, but I'm going to wrap up my comments with just three observations concerning how this can happen in our lives, and possibly in the context of, of Ocean Hills. And, and I'm, not, I'm not plugging small groups today. I want you to know that. I mean, that, that, that's not my, it's not my deal, although I think that's part of the, the conversation. Um, so these three thoughts. The first thought, and you can see them up on the screen here, respect and admiration. Who, who do you admire? Who do you, who do you respect? This is the greatest icebreaker there ever was. I admire you. I respect the way you live your life the way you go about your business, the way that you treat people. I respect you. I'd love to connect with you and maybe find out a little bit more about what makes you tick. This is the greatest way to open the door to friendship with somebody, declaring respect and admiration. Consistency, it's not the most profound topic for sure, um, but if you get the ball rolling, keep showing up. Put it on the calendar. Protect the date. Keep showing up. And then lastly, uh, transparency and vulnerability. No smoke screens, no hiding, 
no posing. And I also think it's important to say at this juncture that sharing the good stuff is also a part of this relationship. In fact, sometimes I'll say to Jill, I'll be like, babe, you know, I have, I have good days too. Uh, they're, 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 not all, they're not all crummy. Uh, I, I, can, I can have some good days. So uh, I'm gonna welcome the band back uh, to the stage. And uh, as they are uh, migrating forward, um, I just wanna, again, challenge you to consider those two questions. Is, this, is there such a place and are you such a person? And let's, let's pray in closing together. Heavenly Father, it's good to be with you this morning. And uh, I'm grateful for the path of friendship uh, that you have created for me. And I'm thankful that you have created that same path Maybe it looks a little different from person to person, but you've created that same path for every single person without exception in this space this morning. And Father, my, my prayer for myself and for, for each individual here is that we would invest ourselves in friendship with you and allow you to open up doors of friendship uh, with each other. We pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the watch and listen page on oceanhills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.